Welcome to Rebel Radio, the place to be for healers, coaches, and changemakers who are seeking answers, hungry for impact, and open to possibilities. Join us for casual and epic conversations for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to activate their limitless wealth through the power of unity consciousness and quantum numerology. The key to claiming your personal power, activating your purpose, and creating infinite possibility in your world. Welcome back to Rebel Radio. I am so excited to dive into yet another epic Rebel Radio conversation with my new friend, Chancellor. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here today. Hey, blessings and balance to you, Cindy. Blessings and balance to everyone that's tuning in right now. Appreciate you for having me. Absolutely. So before we went live, I shared a little bit of your numerology and you're a ruling number three. I would love to know if you could share with our audience, what was something that we were like, oh yeah, that's totally me when I shared that with you? Amplification, you know what I'm saying? Creativity, definitely. Um, I realized, well, I've always been creative, but I, you know what I'm saying? I played football, basketball in my life, so. Mm -hmm. That's just, <laughs> we can get creative as far as the drills we're doing, but that's as far as I really allowed my creativity to expand. Mm. Um, that came to an end and I was like, okay, damn, <laughs> what's next? What we, you know what I'm saying? What we gonna do? Um, who are we? Like, yeah, I have no clue. Um, so I know I gotta try something, you know what I mean? So just searching, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know what I'm saying? And just finding myself, trying different things, trying new hobbies um, mm -hmm. and realizing man, I'm really creative and yeah. I can, you know what I'm saying? Come up with some, I can put some fire shit together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Now, you've written a book about a story that you experienced when you were in Beijing. Can you tell us about tell us about what happened first and foremost and tell us a little bit about the book? This creative uh, expression that you've done. <laughs> yes. Um pretty much I lived in China from uh, October 10, 2018, April about April I think that day, 2019. Um, I landed my first job out there after I graduated from college, Stetson University, um, with a bachelor's degree in communication and media studies. But ironically, I was teaching English to children. Um, it was absolutely amazing, best experience I ever had for sure. Um, I enjoyed the people, I enjoyed the food, the culture, area, goddamn. Foreigners, like I enjoyed everything about the experience. And then come April 4th, the paradise or just the, the vacation essentially comes to an end. Screeching, <laughs> mm -hmm. screeching, screeching in. Um, and I'm arrested for uh, marijuana mm. and detained for 14 days in a Beijing penitentiary where I was locked up 24 hours a day. Seven days a week, 15 people in one cell, nine wooden beds. All I had was one plastic bowl and one plastic spoon for those boys. Wow. Wow. No. Nope. The experience to go from like playing in another country and experience and using that three to amplify all of this amazingness to then being locked up in such extreme conditions too. 
Nah, facts. <laughs> facts. It must have been terrifying. Well, no, nah, no, nah, it wasn't. The most terrifying part was when the police first arrived to my at my apartment, um, just randomly. Uh, that was the most fearful part, just because I was just like hope hanging on to the hope they don't come across the rest of my stash. Um, but once they, you know, what I'm saying did, and it was like it is what it is. Uh, all the fear was gone after that point. It's like shit. I just got to hold myself accountable. Now, what the hell is gonna happen? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm I don't know what's gonna happen. But hey, take note of every minor detail. Enjoy this high one last time, and it's gonna be a great story to tell when it's all said and done. <laughs> I love that attitude. And so you did tell a story. You wrote a book about your experience. Tell us a little bit about the book. So um, it's pretty much just about my last, literally the last 14 days, my last 14 days in China. Um, as soon as you, you got to afford introduction and then chapter one is day one, April 4th. And everything popped off, you know what I'm saying? We jumped right into the action. And then it's, it's literally walking you through the entire, my incarceration process. But along the way you meet other people that I'm locked up with and you learn about their process and um their stories and their backgrounds and, um it's very very interesting interesting characters within the story <laughs> like my story is crazy but it's some that are just like mind-blowing for real for real um but yeah all in all you know what i'm saying no information was explained to me at all so here i am i'd have been arrested some weed. Uh, these folks just transport me to different precincts, and we. And next thing I know, we at the actual facility. I've done signed a bunch of documents. I couldn't been. I have, couldn't read and thumbprinting them, and I ain't asking no questions. They not talking to me, so I was like, now nah, I'm just in this facility. I don't know what's going on. How long I'm gonna be here? Nobody knows I'm here. Uh, it's not looking too <laughs> too, too good. Wow, and did you speak the language at all? A little bit, like just enough to move and groove as far as having an in-depth conversation like you and I are having right now, it's quiet. It's not happening. Right. So you were completely <laughs> in the unknown, not knowing what was gonna happen to you, how long you were gonna be there. Wild, wild. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> no kidding. So how did you, I mean, without spoiler alerts on the book, can you tell us how you got out? Uh, I mean, she, she, one morning they just call your name. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, you're going home. Yeah, you just yeah, you don't know. That's, that's why the book's so good because the whole time I didn't know. I'm here to tell you I did 14 days. You'll see that as you read. You don't know what's well. You mean of course you know it's 14 days, but you know what I'm saying you'll see like well you don't know what's going on. <laughs> wow. And the people that were in your cell with you, did anyone in that cell speak English? Uh, the first three days, no, I was the only foreigner, only English speaker in the cell. So, of course, they want to talk, but we just can't, you know what I mean? So, it was just no communication the first three days. So, it was a lot of self-reflection and just my observation of just what's happening, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, on the fourth day, chapter four, that's when I moved to a new cell and I'm immersed with two English speakers. Um, mm -hmm. Now we can start we can start connecting the dots as far as just how, you know what I'm saying, the jail, what's the rules of the jail, how they work, how they operate, and how this whole process works. But still, as far as 
how long I'm going to be here. Man, only the clock on the wall would tell. Wow. That's just a, <laughs> I can't even imagine. I can't imagine. I used to teach English overseas as well. I've taught in Jakarta, Indonesia, but uh, I can't imagine what it would be like to be incarcerated. No, thank you. There, <laughs> no. What? I think Beijing better than Indonesia. What? I, what nah. <laughs> so when you got out, were you like kicked out of the country? It's time for you to leave, or did you stay in China for a little longer? Uh, they took me as soon as I was released. They took me straight to my apartment to pack up the rest of my shit, and then straight to the airport where I was deported. By within like four to five hours of being released. Get out. Oh <laughs> <laughs> me, yeah. Wild, wild. So you've written a book. What else are you doing with you know your experience? Are you? I, I think in your profile you said you work with youth. What do you do? Um, I'm a, a teacher. Uh, football coach, uh, life coach as well, uh, with this nonprofit that works with uh, the youth. Uh, I mainly work with at-risk teens, and we use 14 days of being as part of the lesson. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that's um, just mentoring and uh, inspiring, you know what I'm saying, helping other aspiring authors that, you know what I'm saying, want to, you know what I'm saying, publish their own book, write their own book, you know what I'm saying, have through the process. Um, and I'm a part of some some good, good stories that's going to come out soon. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, but yeah, as far as just the community aspect, everything else is just, you know what I'm saying, I'm doing this just for my marathon, you know what I mean? I love that. I love that. So, you know, working with youth, helping people share their stories with the world, I imagine that there's a sense for you of unity consciousness, of bringing the world into unity. What does what does unity consciousness mean to you? Um, everybody knowing themselves truly and are also open-minded. Yeah. around the world um, and with that open-mindedness comes acceptance and mm -hmm. willing to learn and understand and shit, I feel like with all them things combined I don't see where drama can arise unless it's from just personality traits at that point yeah. traits. Yeah, I love that so much. And I imagine, you know, 14 days in a Beijing jail cell, you'd have lots of time to get to know who you are. Oh, you yeah. can't communicate with anyone else. There's nothing else to do in the cell but sit down. Right? <laughs> sit down and observe human behavior, right? So. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So what kind of rituals or habits do you have in place for yourself um, as a life coach, as someone who's helping other people? What what kind of things do you have in place to help support your life? Uh, definitely I pay homage to my ancestors every Thursday. Um, so I prepare a meal. I got an altar set up. So I lay out the food and I pray to them. You know what I'm saying? Thank them everything um and i've been doing that since before i went to china just right mm -hmm. uh, and i feel like that's been very beneficial to my journey 
and religious, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Just find try to find some type of routine, establish some type of routine. And I played football vast majority of my life. Especially at the division one level, we have a set routine. So it's like I I feel the most productive when I have a set routine and um just you know what I'm saying, I'm executing everything that I need to execute. I'm just you know what I'm saying. Um being productive, that makes you feel accomplished. Uh so whatever that is for you, you know what I'm saying, you gotta find what works for you. You know what I'm saying? What in order to do that, you gotta learn yourself and know your so yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, because everybody's going to have different rituals that work for them, right? And what works for you might not necessarily work for me. I can't imagine playing football for most of my life. That's not my... <laughs> not a sports girl over here, but I do appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> Definitely going to watch the Super Bowl this year, so. <laughs> it's going to be lit, but... I'm excited for the halftime show more than anything. I think the halftime show is going to be great. Who's performing? I don't even know who's performing. Dr. Dre and Eminem. It's okay. going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so bring it back to, you know, understanding who we are and bringing in this level of compassion and acceptance. I am curious. One of the things that we love to talk about here at Rebel Radio is the conversation of wealth. And wealth means something different to every single guest I've had on the show. And I'm curious, especially with your experience through 14 days in jail in Beijing, what does wealth mean to you? Mm. Um, wealth is, well, wealth, you're like, man, multiple, multiple structures. You know what I'm saying? Like, your money is for you. For real, for real. Mm -hmm. I feel like well, and you, you know, what you am, and a few m's up, the bad, uh, I don't know. and you've seen your family, the generation. But I feel like, well, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. So. As an author and as someone who's supporting other authors, what do you wish, what's one thing that you wish every author knew? Yeah, like, it depends on what type of, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you're fiction, that's gonna be helpful. You mean, so, so that's a lot more. If you're not that, Creative writer, very challenging. That's wrong. So I don't, I don't really, I've really tried to experiment with fiction yet, but um, nonfiction, that's easy. <laughs> that's <laughs> like if you telling us, you know what I'm saying? Even if, if it's based on a true story, mm -hmm. uh, it's so easy, bro. Just write the story, write it how it actually happened. Mm -hmm. happened. You would naturally tell in your natural tongue, you know what I'm saying? Write it just like you sending a long ass text message, write it just like that, bro. Just write that shit. And then once you finish, write the whole story, just write it, bro. Don't worry about no punctuation, none of that shit. Write it. And then once it's all finished, then go back and do all that editing. Mm, I love that. I love that because I think that allows for more of the creative flow, that creative expression, right? Because if you're all worried about fixing it and making it perfect along the way, you're never going to get into the flow. You ain't going to get far. You're going to get burnt out on that shit. I can't. 
You not you looking you think about it like some school shit. There's not no school shit, bro. <laughs> Don't think about it. I had to tell folks that folks just get traumatized. Like, nah, but it's not school. <laughs> it's yeah. your you know what I'm saying? You can do this however you want to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love that. I love that. I'm actually writing my uh, a book right now too. And so I get that because I'm the kind of person that likes to edit as I go. And that has not been working for me. So my book coach just keeps saying, just write the damn thing. Just get it out. <laughs> Worry about all that other stuff later. Yeah, exactly. That's his job. His job to edit, not mine. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So if you could share anything with our audience about what's happening in the world right now, I don't want to date the show. I don't want to bring in politics, but everything that's happening in the world right now, what would you share with our audience about how to best support themselves? Um, how to best support yourself. Just, you know what I'm saying? Better. You know what I'm saying? First step before anybody else can believe you. How the fuck you don't got that? You know, you don't believe in your stuff or what you know. That shit ain't, ain't that it's not gonna happen. You know what I mean? You, you gotta take the stand that you willing to die right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. And once you do that shit, the universe will move out of your way. <laughs> Real. You gotta believe in yourself though. Believe in yourself. I love that. So good. Sage advice. Love it. Well, Chancellor, I want to thank you for being on the show. Thank you for sharing your story with us and about your book. And we'll make sure that there's a link to get the book in the show notes. So anybody who's curious about that journey can find that and have a gander. But as always, we end the show with one last question. What do you dream of for the world? Just complete balance. Mm. Yeah. That feels nice and easy. <laughs> Just balance. <laughs> well, thank you for being on the show today. I really appreciate you being here today. Appreciate you. Thank you for joining us for another epic episode of Rebel Radio. If you feel so inspired and wish to expand the message of unity consciousness, Please share this episode, leave a review, and of course, if you want to know how to leverage this information in your own life and business, check out our website or contact us for more information. It is time for us all to seize our personal power, come into unity, and create massive impact together. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.